0: Okay, welcome all to uh, Jack Daniel's MMA review. Uh, As always, the following is an opinion-based discussion that will probably be containing loads of foul language, so uh, get used to it and let's have some fun. So, welcome back. We start this week with the only news that matters is the UFC on Fox. Uh, News is that uh, the UFC has signed a seven-year deal. Dana White and Fox Broadcasting have announced the deal. Um, in a big press conference, a lot of questions, a lot of issues have come out. Like I said, it's a seven-year deal. Uh, apparently, it's worth a base of $100 million a year. And there is additional incentives and other things, uh, potential revenue that the UFC can generate out of it. Uh, and just to give you a kind of uh, measuring stick, the uh, UFC's previous deal with Spike was for $35 million a year. Again, all of these numbers are unconfirmed as nobody wants to talk to us about the actual money. But this is uh, what insiders are telling us. Uh,
1: and uh, not only that, uh, that means an influx of many events coming up starting in November. Uh, I don't know how to... I, I, everyone, you know, it's great for UFC. It's great business. You're on a decent network instead of being on Spike. Hey, nothing wrong with Spike. No, no, no. Spike has been as big as Spike could make. Yes, Spike has done its job. And uh, it's it's basically the training camp, and now it's time to go to the big leagues. Fox is that? I mean, between the main the main the network FX and all their other little Fuel TV, I think is the third one. Fuel TV, yeah. You have like, and not only that, they get to revamp UFC Ultimate Fighter, to series which has been a little stale. So, for those who don't know, the Ultimate
0: Fighter uh, is going to change now. Same type of format in terms of people going into a house acting like jackasses and then fighting it out. But now it will be longer and it'll be more of a reality show that is uh, much closer to live. So what happens is basically everybody's going to go in the house and they're going to fight once a week. And that fight is going to be broadcast live. So uh, the 40 minutes or whatever of show preceding that is going to be what happened the week before. So now instead of a six week show... It's going to be a 14-week show with the final fight airing live on the finale, and that's going to be on uh, FX.
1: Yes, uh, but the rumor is that going into a 13-pay-per-view uh, uh, cycle for a year now, which is insane. I'm having I'm I am having i am normal person would have trouble just buying, you know, 12. You know, just getting even if you get SD. You know, standard definition pay-per-views, but if you're buying, like, the uh, high definition and you're buying 13, that's a bit much. I don't know. I don't know if anyone's going to shell out that much money. Well,
0: I mean, again, the theory that the UFC uses is that people get together, everybody chips in 5 or 10 bucks. You know, to be quite honest, I don't want to sit around with, you know, 5 or 10 yahoos at my place and watch the show, but maybe some people like that and that works for them. For me, I don't want drunk assholes just sitting around yelling at a TV. I, I want to be the only drunk asshole doing that.
1: It just the price price uh, actually lends itself to that. I mean like to myself, I don't like watching MMA alone sometimes. I'd rather have people there. Not only just to share the cost of the pay-per-view, mind you, but just like, you know, why would you want to sit there by yourself watching something that costs like, you know
0: The only reason I'd say half that, half
1: groceries? I, I, I'd
0: only say I prefer watching it alone sometimes. Because I actually enjoy um, watching the ground game. I mean, you know, having trained and having, you know, done all of that, I enjoy the more technical aspects that a lot of people who just want to see a bloodbath, um, they just really wouldn't enjoy that. So that's why for me, I actually do like uh, some of the ground aspects and I know a lot of people don't. So that's why I'm all right at that. But then I also think the UFC isn't really interested in everybody buying all 13 shows.
1: That's true, but then that means that you go into the uh you you probably go into this uh, weird state where like now you, now you're expecting people to buy like only certain shows like only certain you know because maybe they'll set it up as you know only four out of the thirteen will be the major ones you need to purchase. Well,
0: but you got to think about it. So
1: which makes those little ones smaller as part of this
0: Fox deal, UFC is going to put four live cards on every also oh, yes so pay per view cards and that's aside from their six fight night cards that are going to be on FX. Um, but they're basically going to have, um, four on live Fox. So then say they have those 13 that you were talking about, um, which I think it's gotta be more than that, but maybe it's 13 anyway. Then they also have say one or two in, you know, Japan or, uh, or Britain, which are obviously not going to sell very highly on pay-per-view and they don't actually aim for that. Um, so then you're left with only, like, seven or eight that people have to buy. And of those, you're going to get the odd one that's really going to have a stinker on it and people aren't going to be interested in. But, you know, it still means the majority of the ones on pay-per-view, you know, you're talking really only half are going to be pay-per-view buying. So that's actually not that bad. You know, you're talking about seven, maybe eight cards in the year. That's not bad.
1: But, okay, well, besides that, though, I mean, like, the influx, the, never, never mind the UFC lives, there's also going to be the, the Ultimate Fighters yeah. Yeah. A Reality series. There's going to be all those uh, specials they'll put on TV. Whatever, whatever library they have right now, you know, best of Pride, best of whatever they own, best of Strike Force. That's also going to be on the Fox on the Fox uh, well, network.
0: Apparently, they have promised Fox. Uh, the deal starts with 350 hours of programming per year. Yeah, uh, which is just, I mean, pretty monumental when you stop and think about it. But uh, it's almost
1: getting to well. I think at that point, if not past like near football levels at that point, you have so much content there.
0: Well, but I think the UFC lends itself a little differently to TV than football does because you can watch an old fight. Whereas in fo- like in the UFC, when you watch MMA, you are watching for the exciting moments, for the finish, everything like that. Where in football, you want to see who wins and who loses. In the UFC, who wins and who loses is great, but how they get there is also very exciting. Whereas in football you know, okay, you'll have the raw, the random play that's great or, you know, whatever you want to see again or PVR or whatever, but in general, I don't think you're going to have someone watching the whole game again. You know, that's not really... Most sports don't lend themselves that way. I think the UFC does.
1: Okay. But well, I, I, that... Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm for this deal. I think it's great, but I think maybe this might be... The point of oversaturation. No, no. The point of
0: oversaturation was when Spike decided to run UFC Unleashed on
1: like 24-7 reruns. Oh, yes. Between Jail and uh, Mansers and uh, Repo Games. Yeah, you're right. No, but, uh, but that's just Spike. That's just one channel. Now you have three almost channels. You have Fox, the main Fox, Fox Sports, FX. I mean... That's, I don't know. Do you and, think. He, and I, I the th- other
0: channel that they were talking about pretty deal? widely was, uh, no, no, it was uh, FX Deport, Deportes, Deportes. Oh, Deportes, the, Spanish or, version, yes. the Spanish version, yes. Spanish version, yes. Um, so, I mean, that's really big because they are looking to get into those markets. And uh, quite frankly, those markets are assholes because they fucking get the show for free where we have to pay for it. But, uh, I mean, nonetheless, you know, Fox really does give them the ability to get out there get their name out there, uh, do a lot um, in terms of cross-promotion. You know, the NFL on Fox is huge. So when a UFC show comes up, they can uh, run commercials on Fox and and get preferential treatment in those cases and things like that. Um, And then at the same time, I mean, um, it it says a lot that apparently as part of the deal, Fox did not require uh, any particular fights on their uh, four live shows. So they basically didn't say they mandated a heavyweight title fight or they didn't mandate any sort of titles, any headliners, any top whatever guys. Um, the, the head honchos at Fox basically said um, whatever the UFC wants to put on, we know that they know how important it is to you know put good fights on our networks. That'll drive their pay-per-view numbers up. So, you know, I mean, it's, uh, hey, they're on the big time. I mean, let's face it. From seven or ten years ago, or whatever it was, when they needed to produce their own Ultima Fighter live show, to now they're getting a hundred million guaranteed for seven years. You know, this is just a, a different level.
1: Yes, it, this definitely blows away uh, the old Strike Force deal with CBS, which was, uh, did not end well for those for those who follow history, that did not end well for Strike Force. And uh, pretty much, this probably puts the death knell on Strike Force as, like, you know, if it ever going to stay as a separate company. You know, under the Zufa. Well, I don't think
0: I don't think they ever wanted it to stay. I mean, uh, rumors have it, and people that I was talking to were saying that uh, you know the UFC is just not interested. They're just going to run out their contract with uh, Showtime, um, get that done, and uh, basically move on. and And obviously, like now that they have Fox, they don't need CBS, they don't need Showtime, they don't need Versus, which was an NBC uh, affiliate. So now they basically got Fox. So they got the big daddy network of Fox. Then they got uh, uh, Fox Sports for whatever they need. They got uh, um, FX FX to run a lot of their shows and then fuel for whatever spills off as well. So they got all the stations that they need. And uh, the truth is Fox services for the most part the demographic that they're looking for. Yes, exactly. Although what will be interesting is all those late night uh, TV hosts that have been... uh, talking shit about the UFC and uh, all those guys on Fox News who've been calling it human cockfighting. Let's see what they say now.
1: Well, <laughs> they'll probably say what uh, they're told to say, which is probably, it's a good thing if it's making us money. All hail Murdoch. Now, uh, th- the best part of this, though, like, just to go off foot, like, I just can't wait for the cro- the, the eventual crossover between MM- the UFC and Fox in general. You know, you you know you're going to see a couple of you know crossovers like you're going to see next on House, Forrest Griffin is under the table under the knife. You know we don't know why he can't fight. Well, House has But,
0: but you think the crossover hasn't happened? I don't know if you realize this, but at the Super Bowl last year when Green Bay won, the UFC actually sent him the uh, the heavyweight belt. So when he had the Super sure? Bowl trophy in one hand. He had the UFC heavyweight belt over his other shoulder. Are you yeah. sure? Chuck Liddell f- drove it out to him. Oh. Because he's he was always making the sign of the belt around his waist. Whenever he'd win a game, he'd make that you know yeah. belt around the waist sign. And he's a huge fan of the UFC. So Daniel's like, fuck, if he wants the belt, let's put the belt on the guy. I re- so they got huge exposure on TV. You can check out, everybody who's listening, if you don't know this, check out pictures of Aaron Rodgers at the Super Bowl having won it with the trophy in one hand and the, and the championship UFC championship belt on his shoulder,
1: I thought because uh, just to go back to my wrestling roots, I thought they had the world, uh, the WWE uh, heavyweight championship on around this way. That's right, it was. No, 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 it, no. Was it was the UFC belt. Well, we can don't no, check, but oh, actually, you can check. You have to be out the internet. Uh, yeah, we are on the internet, folks. Uh, hey, it's technology, baby. We know how to use it. Yeah, just for porn and other things. Just need our hamster to spin its wheel, and oh, there we go! Lights. All right, so no, I honestly thought it was the U.S. because they made it because they actually made it a point in one of their shows. Like you know, look at this. You know, the Super Bowl champions. One of them is holding the WWE World Heavyweight Championship belt. Who said that? It was them. They were they, when they were in Green Bay, or not even in Green Bay. They were. In, yeah, I remember it. It was a one SmackDown show that uh, the the Super Bowl winners were there, or they were in their hometown or near there and one of them was carrying the belt and they actually showed pictures of it. I don't know, maybe 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 UFC did it one year and WWE did it the other year. I don't know. No, I'm looking at the article right now and it says world heavyweight wrestling champion. That's it. That was the belt. Cuz the WWE oh, for those who don't know in wrestling, WWE has two heavyweight championship belts. One on SmackDown and one on Raw, and uh, the, 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 for some reason they sent the SmackDown heavyweight uh, replica of it to the Super Bowl champion, who I guess they were, uh, who I guess they were uh, the wrestling fans, and they carried the belt around, and they even guest uh, started on Raw, I guess, uh, on SmackDown, I guess. But anyways, that's here in higher and It was, a, it, it's a fun idea, but that's definitely for sure, if if anything else. We're going to see a lot of crossover. Like I said, we're going to see UFC fighters on House. We're going to see them on uh, guest uh, guests starring on Simps- The Simpsons. Maybe on Fox's uh, Family Guy or American Dad series. Oh, man. like The potential potential for that. I mean, it's going to be great. Yeah, look. Here's Chuck Liddell at
0: the Super Bowl hugging Aaron Rodgers. This is when he handed him the belt. I remember I think people misreport. I'm sorry. Is there a different... Chuck Liddell looking guy with the mohawk, dude. It's Chuck Liddell. You know what? I don't know. We're maybe, gonna have to maybe, look into this. Maybe, and maybe we're gonna have to fucking get back to you people.
1: Yeah, maybe they did. Oh, if, uh, folks, if you have a correction, please uh, Twitter us or uh, or email us and give us a response. Maybe, maybe they did it. Maybe they did it for each year. I don't know. I mean, it was well, I, Aaron Rodgers only won it one year. So anyway, regardless.
0: Uh, there is already cross-promotion, I think, in the uh, heydays of wrestling. They had, uh, um, you know, they they did have, like, Mad TV, I think, was on WCW or whatever. And wrestlers were going on other shows. So, yeah, I think it's only a matter of time. And I also think that the UFC guys are pretty personable. Not to mention the fact that, I mean, you got a lot of UFC wrestlers who are already in the movies. You know, I mean, Kung Lee is not a real UFC fighter, but he's, you know, something of a fighter. or used to be or whatever. <laughs> But then he got uh, Randy Couture, uh, who's obviously, you know, an alright actor, I guess, at this point. And, uh, uh, you know, there's several guys, I mean, who are, who are looking to get into that. So I think the cross-promotion, you're right, it's going to make a pretty big deal. And, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully this is a good thing. Uh, the only caveat I'd say is I'd be worried. I mean, this is basically the UFC's dream, you know. This is what they wanted. And, you know, the expression, you know, be careful what you wish for because you just might get it, I mean, let's hope it doesn't happen. But if it does, you know, that's the one worry, right? If they can't make it work on Fox, then they basically show that they're not one of the big-time sports.
1: And uh, you have, well, Dana, uh, Dana in particular would have to eat crows, you know, especially with ESPN because ESPN has been, like, not you know, the best friend to Dana. And uh, I guess this is a little subtle way of saying – we got a deal, and now you're going to have to report about us.
0: Well, but I mean, the truth is, ABC is ESPN's uh, parent network. And while ESPN is the best in sports, as a main network, Fox attracts more viewers, and Fox also has more of the demographic that the UFC is looking for. So, you know, I can understand why they would have gone to Fox. But uh, anyway, to, to what Dana's been saying and things like that, um, I think he realizes that it's a change now. He realizes he's going to have a new audience. Um, and so what he's basically saying is that they're going to start things anew. you know, the Ultimate Fighter is going to have a new feel. It's going to have live fights, and also the fans are going to be able to choose, uh, you know, pick the fighters that they want to see fight every week, which is pretty interesting. Then at the same time, uh, there's going to be apparently a, a change in the format, not just of the TV shows, but also of the uh, pay-per-views. So apparently the Gladiator that we all know and love or hate at the beginning of the show is uh, going to
1: be gone. I'm going to miss gonna
0: it. Um, uh, No, I'm just just saying. Hey, man, you can miss whatever you want. He's just classic. He's just
1: a classic character now. Like, I just expect him to be on those UFC uh, uh, promos in the beginning. I just, I don't, I can't imagine a show without him. I don't
0: know. He's just never done anything for me. He he puts on his gear and he walks out. I could do without it. I don't know. It doesn't really add that much to it. But uh, I think one of the smart things that Dana's doing is apparently he said that they're going to go back to basics. They're going to start... dealing with the audience as if these are people who've never seen the fights before. They're going to explain the rules more. They're going to be more deliberate in the way that they pursue these type of, uh, you know, the the viewers, essentially. They're going to assume that the viewers don't know anything, and they're going to go back to explaining everything in detail.
1: And lastly, uh, they're probably going to have to, like, I guess, go get a, a... couple of teams of commentators at this point because I don't think he not even Joe Rogan and Mike Goldberg can do all the commentator on all of these shows so and, and you're
0: right actually they have said that they will have to go out and get new commentators um
1: Kenny Florian's getting his first shot the next uh, upcoming pay-per-view well Kenny
0: Florian's actually been a, a commentator before and he's yeah. done a pretty good job so they have tried people out and I think they're going to keep trying people out but yeah I don't think uh I don't think you can expect uh, Joe and uh
1: well, especially Joe, he has his own, another commitment coming up now So yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it's a, it, was, it's a, it was a rugged schedule right now Now that we have this deal up and coming uh, Yeah, we're yeah. going to need more people And hopefully they'll get competent people who know their, sh- uh, their stuff, their shit
0: So as part of the uh, the uh, deal, the first UFC event is going to be in November The one that emanates from San Jose, which is uh, UFC 139 now, that day that UFC 139 is on, there's actually a big fight with uh, Pac-Man um, in uh, boxing. So uh, the UFC isn't really sure. The UFC and Fox aren't really sure how they're going to go up against it. What they've said is they'll probably have some sort of fights on TV live uh, earlier, maybe at 9 o'clock or something, 9 till 10 or 9 till 11. Then the boxing match is going to come on after. Again, not on the same channel, Not affiliated. But just they, uh, they're they not interested in going head-to-head with boxing right now. Uh, in terms of the card for UFC 139, the rumored headliner is going to be uh, Cain Velasquez versus Junior Dos Santos. Uh, I can only imagine that Dana is probably, uh, you know, wetting his pants just thinking of uh, having a heavyweight title fight on Fox. Um, you know, he's always dreamed of, of bringing the UFC to the prominence that boxing used to have with, uh, you know, the fight nights that they used to have and the greats fighting on it, and uh, he knows that. I mean, people watch the heavyweights; that's what they want to see, and, and that's what they love. So, uh, you know, we'll see what comes of that. Uh, now, if that's the headliner, they might have something else on the under under that to be able to show on live TV. And the rumor now is that uh, Anderson Silva is uh, the person that they're targeting to put on that show. Um,
1: really, that's because he's he's,
0: uh, he's fighting this weekend. This weekend coming up, so it'll be uh, not too quick a turnaround. I mean, he'll still have about uh, three months or so. But uh, the rumor is that they'll try. If he's not injured, they'll try to get him on that card and have him on the live uh, broadcast. And uh, his opponent, um, one rumored opponent, is dangerous uh, Dan Henderson. Uh, basically, move him away from Strike Force and bring him into the UFC. Give him his rematch that he's wanted. Although apparently they'll contest that at 185, but Dan said he doesn't want 185 anymore. And if that's the case, then they're thinking that if Chael Sonnen is still around and he's okay, they'll remove him off the card with Brian Stan, and they'll put him in the fight. Uh, I mean, hell, nobody can promote like uh, Chael Sonnen. So um, that's basically what's going on right now. That's the big announcement with Fox. So for everybody in uh, UFC 139, Some of the fights are apparently going to be on Fox. We look forward to it, and we are all very excited, and we uh, hope that this stops everybody from telling us how we're idiots for watching the UFC, because, hell, anybody who signs a $100 million a year deal can't be that shitty. So, uh, as for Spike, uh, apparently negotiations didn't go the way they were hoping for. Uh, I think a while back they'd already realized they weren't going to get the UFC cards, or sorry, the UFC uh, contract, so what they did is they actually ran up an old UFC card against one of the newer Fight nights on Versus, which uh, apparently pissed off the UFC. I mean, that's not much of a surprise. Um, and so I think in return, the UFC, apparently, for those who are interested, um, they're going to release the UFC Countdown Show for UFC 134. They're going to release it two days earlier online than it's supposed to premiere on Spike. Wow. Well. So, uh the, the, no sour
1: grapes there, with right yeah. Now.
0: No, no. Dana, Dana's one of those guys, you know. He he he's easygoing. You know, he he lets stuff go. He he doesn't carry a grudge. No, he, doesn't he doesn't talk shit about you after he's you know negotiated with you. I mean, yeah. you know, EA Sports, he is Fedor, all those guys aside. You know, he 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 bears no ill will to anyone. You know, just a charming guy.
1: Well, and I think Spike's known this for a while. I mean. They still have the deal where they can show still show UFC uh, material at least uh, or at least uh, content for at least a year, so they still have that. But like, they... well, no, I think their deal runs until the end of this year. No, no, they have a you know I, th- I think after when the when the deal the new deal kicks in, they still have a year after that. Oh, is that what it? Uh... That's what the rumor says. But uh, so, but they've, they've, they've known this is gone, This was going to go south anyways. That's why, you know, you, you share the plans for Spike itself. It's moving towards less male-centric and more, I guess, including female into, the, into the demographics. So, you know what? If they well, get... apparently the last
0: Bellator event that was up in Canada, um, Spike had a few executives there. And they were checking out the show. And I guess uh, in talking to them, they're hoping that... Uh, they're, uh, they're fo- the, the people who watch are going to follow MMA on Spike as opposed to follow the UFC specifically. I mean, I think they got a snowball's chance in hell of that happening. But again, more power to them. At least they got a plan. And uh, right now, I mean, Strike Force isn't really competition. The UFC's only real competition, and even though it's not much of it, is Bellator. And I mean, Spike might as well go after that one. You know, they've got some decent fighters on it. Uh, they put some exciting cards on. I mean, I don't know half the guys fighting there. But uh, they're pretty good fights. They're fun to watch. And uh, that's the way that Spike decided to go.
1: Well, good for them. Hopefully they'll uh, they'll have a plan for November. And uh, they'll keep on going on. So uh, I guess that kind of wraps up our conversation of uh, the
0: UFC on Fox. Um, Exciting. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to uh, hear... uh, Everyone, including all the people who know me, tell me how crazy it is, and
1: uh, it kind of adds a little legitimacy. You know, it has legitimacy, and
0: I can't wait to show it in people's faces. Because much like Dana, I'm nice and easygoing, and I would, you know, just a sweetheart of a guy. So I can't wait to do that. Um, anyway, so on to the upcoming card, which is UFC 134 in Rio, coming up this weekend. Um, I guess we'll talk a little bit about uh, the card, give you our predictions, which are bound to be wrong, and. Uh, you know, so uh, basically the card, um, as Jack said earlier, uh, has Joe Rogan uh, is not going to be on it. He's apparently uh, filming Fear Factor. Fear Factor. So they brought Fear Factor back. And so Rogan's there
1: and Kenny Florian will be doing it. Um, Got no problem with that. I think, you know, a new guy in a the, the chair might be a good thing. Especially, you know, now that this deal's up. We're going to need some test subjects. So, so,
0: not to be a conspiracy theorist at all, but... Joe Rogan also missed an event in, like, Canada.
1: Oh, you know why, though. <laughs> the rumors were. The rumors were about... He uh, couldn't you know. get a waiver.
0: Yeah. But then I'm wondering, this event's in Brazil.
1: Yeah. Is it a fear factor, or is it the waiver? Oh, dude, it's fear factor. If you've... Anyone, anyone who listens to Joe Rogan's podcast, maybe he's described it there. Or any anytime he's said anything in, in, the, uh, in the media, they basically... Uh, Brogan gave him like, yeah, I'll do Fear Factor again, but you know, you're gonna have to give me X amount of money because, or because I'm not, I'm not giving up UFC for anything. And then they drove over with a big truck, dump truck full of money and. Uh, What's
0: Fear Factor on the station? Uh,
1: I'm not sure. I don't. I don't really know. I, some. It's not the. It's not the same network be, as before. I think it's True TV or something. I don't they know they sold it's, it to someone else. I think someone else is doing it because NBC ain't doing it. Or I don't know. The last network isn't doing. It. Makes sense. I no, mean,
0: NBC was doing it before and it's apparently returning to NBC in the fall.
1: Oh. Well, yeah, I'm so, thinking uh, maybe another studio is doing it. I don't know. It in any case, you know, it's you know, Rogan's at a commission, which Kenny Floyd will take over and But you know, I don't know.
0: I'm just I'm just saying, of all the people and all the times, Joe Rogan not being able to leave the US to go to Brazil, I mean, alright. I'll give him fear factor Joe if you're listening. I love you, buddy. You're great. Never stop uh, doing whatever it is that you're doing that makes these broadcasts so great. Uh, but, you know, we got to talk shit about you anyway. So, uh, But anyway, so moving from that on to the fights. And uh, number one fight, obviously, Anderson Silva versus Yushin Okami. Uh, to the surprise of probably nobody, Anderson Silva opens up as a 4.5 to 1 favorite.
1: Uh, what do you think? Who you got? I'm going to give it to Anderson Silva. Uh, Yushin Okami not exactly... Um... Not exactly the, the the person I I see has a chance to like give it take give give the you know take the fight to Silva, and plus you know like I said before in the previous podcast uh, Anderson Silva he has uh, Steven Seagal is under his uh, under you know he's under his tutelage so you know you know Seagal's
0: not coming out with anything anymore. All right, let's fucking be done with this shit. But uh,
1: you it, know, two of his two of his students have knocked people out with one kick, or stopped the fight with one kick. So he has to know something. It's like he said, Master wow. Steve, like Master Steven says, it's a difficult move to pull off, but when you pull it off, it's devastating.
0: Yeah, and last I recall, Anderson Silva lost a few years back with the difficult move of a flying leg lock, and yet nobody seems to talk about Master Steven on that one or anything. Look, these one-time moves that happen to work, like, they're great, they're cool, they're nice highlights, but you're just not going to get them work every time. Um, And honestly, I don't think Anderson Silva needs anything fancy to beat Yushin Okami. But I don't know, you know, Okami's been training with Chael Sonnen, who uh, definitely showed that uh, he's got the formula to beat Anderson. Um, That being said... Kami also been in the cage with Anderson Silva. So in terms of the speed, in terms of the timing, in terms of the accuracy of the punches, he's there. He's, he knows what it feels like. He knows what the power feels like. He's got some experience. And quite frankly, you know, he's one of these guys who he grinds it out. He'll put you on the ground, and he'll pound on you, and he'll lay on you, and he'll do whatever he needs to do. And you know what? If his chin can hold up through the first series of punches that Anderson throws, I think he's got a better chance
1: than people are giving him credit for. I'm not taking anything away from Okami, but like, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is the take. Uh, Anderson Silva is a phenomenal striker. And uh, if he manages to keep Okami at bay, if he doesn't end up on the ground, uh, he, might, he, he, might t- he might take it to and Okami. And I hear you. But that being said, I mean, anybody who's watched the
0: first fight between Okami and Anderson Silva, okay, take a look at that fight, and the fight ends up on the ground. And I'd love to say Okami's got a great first step. Or Okami's got a great shoot. But that shoot was piss-fucking-poor. It was terrible. And the worst part about the shoot wasn't how bad it was. It was that it actually got Anderson Silva on the ground. Like, he basically had one of those ones where all you need to do is sprawl and kick your leg out. And the guy's got, like, fingertips around the back of your leg. And yet, he still ended up on his back. I mean, he can say all he wants about how, yeah, you know, he was going for a triangle, whatever. You know, I'm really sorry. That was some of the worst takedown defense I've ever seen. i got to believe Okami's gotten better at takedowns. Yes. He's been training with Chaos Sonnen, so he's, he knows what works Yes. Against yes, I'm pretty Anderson sure. Anderson Silva. Yes. So, you know what? I I don't know. I mean, do I think Anderson Silva's going to win? Yeah, because you got to be nuts to bet against them. But I think a betting line of 5 to 1 against the. Uh, Yushin Okami. I think that's crazy, and I take it any day of
1: the week. It's a, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be an even fight in terms of like you know they're both the same size. They're and you know I don't know about their reach and such, but it, it's basically to me it's it's more like it's more to Silva to lose more than Okami to win. Uh, I'm just hoping Anderson Silva. To me, he's always been the type of fighter who's improved. I mean, the only thing that I'm I I don't I don't I hope not this doesn't happen is that is Okami. You know, is hoping that uh, Anderson Silva is going to try to engage him on the ground, which is not going to happen. If, if Okami ends up on his back and he's telling him to come in, Anderson's not going to do anything of the sort.
0: No, I don't, I don't think you're going to see a, a remake of uh, Abu Dhabi where uh, oh, terrible. we had just one of the most horrible fights. But I, I do think that you're not going to see that same passive Anderson Silva. Because he's fighting at home, in front of his home fans. I don't think he wants to put on a bad performance. He's got some bad blood. He feels that uh, Yushin Okami faked the, uh, how badly he was injured in their last fight. And that's how he got the disqualification win. So uh, I think he's got a lot to prove. And, uh, you know, again, I, I got to go with Anderson Silva. But I would not be surprised in the least if Okami won. Uh, the hey, next fight, yes, Forrest Griffin versus Shogun Hua. Who you got?
1: I would have to actually go... And say that uh, Forrest Griffin may have the uh, the fight here. Uh, I'm a big I'm a big uh, Rua fan, and you know I I I love to see him fight. You know, the last couple maybe not been the best in UFC. You know, he's he's had he's not he's not been a very consistent fighter in UFC. Let's just say that like, when he wins, he wins spectacularly. When he doesn't win, he, or he, if he doesn't like if his head's not in it, he usually puts on a boring fight, and usually. Has difficulty with even the most basic fighter, you know, aka Mark Coleman, a guy who hey, should. Hey,
0: let's not talk trash about Mark Coleman, all right? Yeah. Just because he's the aged wonder who can't last more than thirty seconds, come on, man. I'm just hey, saying,
1: Coleman dropped Federer on his head. That's true. That's no, actually, that was not him. That was another guy. That was someone in his in his. Oh Yeah, he was in the, he was in Hammer House, but he all didn't right. actually do it. But sorry, he... sorry, sorry,
0: uh, but but uh, the hammer did break his arm.
1: That's true. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, he had to fall on him to break that arm. Hey, you know
0: what? How this shit happens doesn't matter as much as the the final result, which was that he broke his arm. So let's not talk shit about Mark
1: Coleman. Okay. Well, in any case, like I said, uh, Rua is a very good fighter, uh, but Griffin seems to me is more uh, well-rounded, I have to say. I mean, like, he... I think he's like, except for a couple of stumbles here and there. I don't think he's uh, the type of person who would like fall very easily. He's not. Let's just say he's not a Mark Coleman. He's not going to gas out, and he's not. You know, he's not exactly a one-dimensional fighter. So if if Rua, hopefully Rua has like increased. You know, he's he's trained for this fight. Like, I hope he takes it seriously. He's not going to like just say, "Oh, it's just Forrest Griffin. He's just some guy." You know, from the original UFC uh, Ultimate Fighter. Uh, show. Uh, hopefully, it's going to be an exciting fight, but I give it to Fr- Forrest Griffin only because I think he, I think he's just got a bit of an edge over. Ru- unfortunately,
0: so I hear what you're saying, and I gotta tell you, I'm uh, I'm going to go the other way on this one. Uh, you know, Shogun's last fight, he lost to uh, to John Jones, and uh, the bottom line is, Bones made him look slow and made him look, uh, you know, not the best. But that being said, who was coming off double knee surgery, I think this time out, he'll have a proper training camp, apparently. He's uh, in pretty decent shape. Um, and he's got a lot to prove against Forrest Griffin. And the other side of it is, you know, Shogun's got three rounds to land something on Forrest. And Forrest has shown that he can be hurt, and he can be hurt bad. You know, I mean, Forrest's been just destroyed by Rashad, by uh, Keith Jardine, by, uh, uh, you know, Anderson Silva, you know, he's been hurt badly before, so, you know, I gotta believe Shogun is gonna just weigh it in there, because the bottom line is, Forrest just doesn't have the power, he doesn't have the power to knock guys out, I can't even think of the last guy that he actually knocked silly, Uh, he's got good kicks, but uh, I don't think his kicks are going to really bother Hua too much. Um, And so I think Shogun's just going to go right after him, step in front of him, and try to trade punch for punch, and I just see Griffin falling on him.
1: Well, and also the fact that he lost to Forrest Griffin before. It's going
0: to keep him motivated. Yeah. I think it's going to make it even more. I mean, I don't think Forrest is the kind of guy who will ever take any fight, uh, you know, lightly. But at the same time, I think where Shogun might have taken the first fight lightly, he definitely won't take this one lightly. He wants that win back. Or sorry, that lost back. Are
1: we are we going for a bet on this one? Uh, bet. I guess yeah. I'll bet. I'll bet. Uh, I'll bet uh, uh, for those who don't know, I am a better and I'm a terrible gambler. I lose all the fucking time. I should know my lesson, but I'm you know, like, that like, said, it could just be I, that I'm a good gambler. Oh no, no, you're just going against a terrible, terrible gambler. That's the thing. If you went against someone who's more competent I, in this in this field, I, you might not do so. All much. right. So I got
0: I got Shogun. You got Griffin. I Done.
1: Got okay, we would, that has been recorded, and uh hopefully I win, and I get a foe out of this, and uh it'll taste very good, well, yeah, a
0: loser has to watch the winner eat the uh foe yeah, it's true. it's yeah we're, we're we're lovely people, so uh the last fight we're gonna talk about is uh big Nog versus Brendan Shaw, so who you got
1: hmm, I would give it to Schwab, I think no again. Big fan of Nogueira, but he's, uh, I think he's on his way out. He's like, I think he's on the uh, the evening of his career, so to speak, and uh, Brendan Schaub is, you know. Are you kidding me? I don't think, I don't you
0: think. You were he... the guy who was in love with Pride. Yes, and I talked guess, about yes. how great these guys were. I mean, you were fucking shoulder deep up Nogueira's ass. Wow. And now you're wow. fucking saying he's gonna lose to Brendan Schaub?
1: I just think you Nogueira know, is not the Pride fighters sucked. No, no, no. I'm just thinking they just they I, were never as good as they were built to be. They were good in their time. I'm just thinking the transition of the to UFC. You know, the, going from a, a ring to a cage, the rules are a bit different, and the fact that like the fighters they fought in their in their time comparing them to now is it's it's there's no comparison the fighters nowadays are much well-rounded they're much stronger they're, they've tra- they, they are they're really they've well, they're very well trained translation
0: the pride fighters were not that good they, uh, I just, just I know just no, say I won't.
1: It. I won't because you know what I'm just gonna say like I always said like I think in their time they were great I think right now it's the younger man's game and I yeah think the Romans were
0: great in their time too but when you look at the grand scheme of things, a guy with the spear and a guy with a gun—it's not much of a contest. Bottom line is the UFC's always had studs, and you know what? Pride just can't. I mean, okay, admittedly, at the time, it's not like Arlovsky and Tim Sylvia were that great, but I still—the the Pride guys were just not that overwhelmingly great, and they were just not that good. I mean, they have even the guys who were still in their prime when they came to the UFC got crushed.
1: All of them. not all of them. Who didn't? Well, let's say let's say for example, Dog won his only Rampage. Real fight. Rampage. Rampage did a you know it was a sh- it was a shaky start, but he he managed to Rampage win the belt. Came over. He won the and belt.
0: His in his first fight, he beat Marvin Eastman. Yes. Whoop dee. Well. Next fight, he fought Dan Henderson, a Pride guy, and they fought to a decision for Rampage. Next fight, he lost the belt to Forrest Griffin. Who people were saying, this guy shouldn't even be given a championship fight. He hasn't earned it. He's not good enough. So, newsflash. The guy who wasn't good enough to fight for the title be the best pride had to offer. Thank you, check,
1: and mate. Well, actually, Rampage was not the best.
0: Alright, who like was a- better? Shogun?
1: Forrest beat him too. Fedor? He's a Trump! Oh, God. Oh, this time bring Fedor! In. Oh, it's Fedor time, baby! Oh, no, 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 no! We're, we're we're talking about let's just let's let's all let right, all right. We're back to here. dog and shot. Yes, I'm just saying. Look, this is the thing. The, these both the, both both fighters have great boxing skills. Uh, well, they're, I mean, they're, both, they're for the both. Side, they're well rounded, and uh, they both have great cardio. You know, the problem I, is one man is younger than the other, and I think in this case, I think youth might take over. Might take over the old... I mean, like, as much experience as Nog has, and, like, as much... I, like, I'm i a big fan of this man. I think... Like I said, it's a young man's game. I think his time is almost done. Uh, I guess, you know,
0: and I hear everything that you're saying, but I'm going to disagree on the stand-up. I mean, Brandon Shaw is a pretty decent, crisp stand-up. And the bottom line is Nog is more working on his stand-up, but he's got absolutely no head movement. He, uh... And... and he He doesn't cover up. I mean... For whatever reason, whatever mentality he may have, whatever skills he's lacking, I don't know what it is, but he does not have uh, stylistically the kind of boxing skills that are going to take you far because he'll get hit too much. His chin has been cracked by this point and he just, without the head movement, you know, you got to be able to slip these punches. I mean, these heavyweights are throwing hard. They're throwing with bad intentions. And Nog is just not able to take much... And like like
1: I said, that's that's where youth comes in in this case, because like you said, after you know, so like a long story career, and uh, after a few, you know, lots of shots to the head, I mean, like, I can't imagine his jaw is as strong as Brendan Schaub's, unless Schaub has a glass jaw, and like literally just takes one punch to like, take him out, I don't think... I don't think Nog has a chance in this case. So, I'm gonna give it to Schwab and uh... Hopefully, Job nog. It is. I hopefully nog will put a great show on, but I don't think he's got a chance in this case. In this case, no. So, uh, all right. So that uh, wraps up our uh, our predictions
0: for UFC 134. Again, there's more fights on the card. We're just going to be looking at the top of the cards in future. If there's any fights coming up that anybody, uh, any of you guys want to hear about, uh, you want our take on, you want me to rant about, uh, just let us know. Uh, drop us a line on. Uh, Tweet or by email. And uh, we'll definitely talk about anything you guys want to hear. So uh, now we move on on to the news of the week. Um, Number one, uh, Chael Sonnen against Brian Stan. Apparently that's going to be a number one contender's match. Um, I guess that is contingent on whether Anderson Silva wins and is going to end up on the UFC 139 card against Dan Henderson or if they need to find a different opponent for him.
1: Uh,
0: Then another rumor that's going around is what they're going to do with the lightweight title. So uh, Frankie Edgar and Gray Maynard are going to fight for that. And uh, there's uh, Clay Guida has been kind of been put as the number one contender. But uh, with Ben Henderson's mucho impressive performance against Miller last week, um, a lot of people are talking about uh, a potential fight against Ben Henderson and uh, Clay Guida for a number one contenders match in the lightweight titles. Um, and quite frankly, I mean, I, I think it sounds like a good idea, and Clay Guida said, you know, he, he's up for that. If that's what the, the UFC wants.
1: Oh, he's always been up for anything from what I see. Uh, oh, this is a, If they manage to put this together, it's going to be one hell of a fight because both guys do not know the meaning of the word stop.
0: Yeah, but my only problem with Clay Guida is, he doesn't know the meaning of the word stop humping.
1: Uh, well, I mean, he's the a
0: hump and bump fighter. Like, take him down and then throw your head around so that your hair moves and it looks like you're doing something. Like, honestly, I, and, I, and I like the guy. I really actually like Clay Guida, but I just feel like he doesn't even do much on the ground. Uh,
1: I think he's more of the type that, like, I guess he wants to grind out his opponents. Yeah, I think you're right. That may be the case. But I don't think in this case with Brendan Henderson, I don't think that's going to work. The last guy, I think literally the last fight, Ben Henderson had Jim Miller and...
0: Damn, was that a good
1: fight? That was a great fight. That and was an
0: amazing fight. That
1: was purely, a, uh, basically, it was a ground and pound versus submission fight, and basically, Ben Henderson came out looking like a star in this one. I well, I mean, there was a lot of stand up too, and, and they looked pretty good in the stand up too. No, but the, the 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 fight, the 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 story of the fight was basically the ground, uh, ground game, yeah. the grappling between it was amazing. It wasn't there wasn't a moment where like you know one had you know, the upper hand of the other. It was always a stalemate or it was into it, it, always in well, transitions. Well, no, it was, it was always
0: Miller going for a submission and getting his face pounded in for his troubles.
1: Yeah, and then it was a stalemate and it was like Ben Anderson go, going for his thing. And yeah, it was... I Clay Guida, I think he's going to like... It's a different story. I don't think he minds getting the ground and pound. Like, I think honestly he... But I, I also don't
0: think he'll end up on the bottom. I mean, Clay Guida's got some amazing cardio... You know, both of these guys will be able to keep it running all night. Uh, you know, I hope they turn this into a five-round match. Oh,
1: when is that starting? I don't know.
0: The five-round matches are starting uh,
1: soon, actually. Like, I would I would, I would assume maybe they put it, uh, if not this card, maybe, like, I guess for uh, November, when they start, for when they start their, their Fox deal?
0: No, no, they've already said that uh, one of their fights is going to be a... Uh, a five round match. Uh, they've already announced it. I, I don't believe it'll be, uh, in, uh, in the November one. I think they're going to do it before then.
1: Okay. But, but- uh, anyway,
0: so that's a, a rumored fight that I'm actually pretty excited about. UFC, if you're listening on uh, Dana, I know you probably follow us religiously. Um, Feel I can't make that fight yeah. and give us the credit.
1: Yeah, I t- personally I care for that fight more than I do the Chael Sonnen and Brian Stan fight. So
0: I, you know, I think Chael Sonnen and Brian Stan is going to be a good fight too. But we'll uh, we'll talk about that one as it comes up. Uh, another item is apparently Josh Koscheck has decided to return to the cage. He's this time he's going to be doing it as a middleweight. So uh, previously he'd been a welterweight who uh, got his ass handed to him by GSP a couple times, and now yeah. he's going to try his hand as a middleweight. Um, I don't know. What do you think?
1: I think it's a good choice for him. Um, he's what he'll probably run into the same problem that lets add, that uh, that the uh, sorry the middleweight division in that middleweight division. Anderson Silva is almost the same as GSP in terms of like there's not been one contender that's even come close to like challenging. Well, I don't him. know.
0: I gotta say, Chael Sonnen definitely challenged them. Chael Sonnen took him to the max. If he had. Submission defense he would have beaten them. And the bottom line is, I mean, Josh Koscik, is he that much different a fighter? You know, he's a standout wrestler. Very good move to get him down. You know what? He might be the guy that can, you know, beat Anderson Silva. I mean, personally, I don't think he is because I hate the guy. But nonetheless, I mean, he's got a skill set that would suggest that it lends itself to beating Anderson Silva. But I think, I mean, if if Chael Sonnen's, uh, you know has a, has an availability in the future, I want to see Josh Kosciuk versus Chael Sonnen just for the trash talk. I mean, I don't even need those two guys to fight. Yeah. I just want to hear them trash talk each other because that's going to be amazing. I
1: and, mean, yeah, and... And and the, and the sorry, another note of that is basically... Walter White's not doing so good for him. I mean, he went up against GSP the last fight. Didn't fare as well. I mean, and it, this is like... he I, Did they fight before... That yeah. last. okay i think josh koshtek would fare much better in middleweight uh I, welterweights you know i think he's gone as far as he can uh i don't think, think he's,
0: he's beating gsp anytime soon. yeah
1: i yeah that's basically it he's basically the number two well near number two he's in the top five but like yeah like my friend said he's not going to uh, beat gsp anytime soon so uh, going to middleweight maybe be uh a much better uh Choice for his career, but he, you know what, actually, that middleweight, that middleweight division's not, not it's not exactly easy either. So I'm,
0: you know, and I'm not saying the middleweight division's easy, but you know what? They've got a lot of like uh, a lot of mouthy guys in that division now. I mean, now you got uh, Chael Sonnen, you got Josh Koscheck, you got Michael Bisping, you got Mayhem Miller.
1: You got a lot of guys who can trash talk each other. I mean, this now uh, well, uh, the the champion uh, Anderson Silva. If you get the translator there, he can talk lots of shit.
0: Yeah, but that's not actually Anderson Silva talking. To you,
1: so. well, yeah. Oh, well, as long as he's you know he can just say whatever and like you know or not yeah, even wouldn't that, that be
0: amazing? I I would I would pay money to be Anderson Silva's translator. Anderson Silva would say something like, "Oh, you know, I respect my opponent." I'd be like, "Anderson Silva doesn't respect them. This guy sucks his ass. He doesn't have the balls to carry the jock strap. You suck. Fuck you. Anderson's gonna beat the shit out of you." See, that's mm-hmm. how you build a fight. Anderson, call me. I can I can help your career, buddy.
1: Uh, and and you know what? It's going to be probably a better, uh, I guess, a better fit in terms of the characters. Uh, GSP. I have all the respect for him in the world, but like the go the uh, the, the back and forth between him and Koscheck wasn't exactly stellar. I mean, GSP is not the type to trash talk, and uh, Josh Cash, uh, Josh Kosciuk was. So you
0: know what? Getting the trash talkers in one division, I think, is definitely the way to go.
1: And maybe the rumor is he gets Stefan Bonner. In that in his in his uh, entry into the middleweight. Well,
0: that's because they've been talking shit about each other for a while. But the problem is, Stephen Bonner's a pretty big uh, light heavyweight, so I don't know that he has the ability to cut an extra twenty pounds. So uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to go one way or the other until I get any sort of confirmation from uh, my sources, but. Uh, you know, for now, all we know is Josh has apparently announced that he's going to be going to middleweight, and we'll uh, we'll keep you posted on who his next opponent is. Speaking of uh, middleweights, uh, Mayhem Miller, uh, Jason Mayhem Miller, and uh, Michael Bisping are set to uh, be the coaches on The Ultimate Fighter. They're filming it now. Apparently, there's been uh, a bit of an issue with uh, Mayhem. He's uh, been arrested for uh, basically... Uh, he put his sister in a headlock and wouldn't let go. So, uh, yeah, yeah, they must have a special relationship or she got real pissed or something. So, uh, anyway, Bisping, of course, being the, uh, gentleman that he is decided to, uh, tweet and, uh, trash talk him and basically call him gay. So, you know, the classy
1: British gentleman that he is. (laughs) And very funny, uh, Maya Miller is the former star of the MTV reality series *Bully Beatdown*, so it's kind of odd that someone who advocates, you know, you know, let, you know, b- bullies getting their uh, getting their comeuppance for some reason was bullying or bullying his sister in this case. Well, I don't know. I, I say we just
0: give him Anderson Silva and let him get his real comeuppance. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, so uh, also uh, news is that uh, apparently Brock Lesnar is going to start training again in September. Um, Dana's uh, rumored that uh, they're going to try to put him on a card at the beginning of the year. Uh, I'm I'm thinking they're a New Year's show, the one that they always try to make as big as possible. I'm thinking they're going to try to include uh, Brock Lesnar on that, uh, make a nice big splash. And if they can't do that, if he's not ready in time for that, then uh, my money says that they put him on the uh, Super Bowl show.
1: Why not? Yeah, he's, he's a big draw. And... Uh... Would you would you put him on Fox though if you were Dana? Or oh, you dude, I if day? he hasn't, I'm pretty sure he has done it a million times already. But he'd sell his soul to uh, have Brock come out in that the inaugural Fox show because well, Brock like, is a he, big he star. Can't do it.
0: Brock is not going to be able to do the inaugural show, but maybe their first full fledged one next year. They might do, but then you lose Brock as you know. I mean, when you put Brock on a UFC fight night or a UFC fight card, you might be able to get a million pay-per-view buys. That's a potload of money. I mean, you're thinking it costs, say, 50 bucks uh, per per buy. They get a million buys, that's 50 million bucks. They won't get all of it, but they'll get, say, 30 million of it or 35 million, depending on their deal with DirecTV. You know what? That's a lot of money to turn down to put Brock on free TV.
1: I think hopefully at best you will Dan will have the uh, the idea of just making sure to like at least have him do an interview or do a walk in you know i i you know maybe not to fight but at least like the show is uh his presence like you know the the maybe he'll walk into the ring and do the standard like stare down whoever whoever they have on that card and you know just put his name in the hat it's like you know what when I come back and I will come back, you know it's on now. I love those kind of those confrontations. Like the last one was uh, was uh, the uh, classic one between Rampage and uh, Rashad Evans. That was a great back and forth. I mean, like you know, I, I and Brock is known for his smack talk to hell. And you know what? Again, I agree. I think they'll
0: promote him. I think that they'll do a real good job of getting him on Fox, showing him on Fox, building him up on Fox. But are they gonna put one of his fights free on TV? No,
1: no, no. I honestly, I think my idea works. I think basically have him do the interview, or have him do a walk-in, or just have him there and the, uh, just just watching. But no, this man is the biggest pay-per-view draw since Mike Tyson, I think. Um, um well, he, or close to it. When when he's on, a, he's he's best served. If he's coming back for his first I fight, back, I don't know. Mean, you know what? Paper, I mean, you fight.
0: I hear what you're saying, but you're talking about guys like, you know, Pac Man and Pretty Boy Floyd. You know, I mean, if they can. Uh... All right. I don't know about what you're saying about that. I mean, I hear you. I think he's a great draw. But quite frankly, I mean, we've got a couple boxers in Pacquiao and Pretty Boy Floyd. You know, if those two guys individually, I think they outdraw Brock. But together, I mean, if they ever decide, hey, I mean, Floyd. Grow a pair, accept the challenge, and take on Pac Man. If they fight together, that's going to do more buys than the UFC could even imagine. So, well, you know I don't want to call Brock the biggest pay per view buy out there, because I think both of those guys are bigger. And
1: let's let's put it well. Let, let's let's put them in an ideal sorry an, an ideal uh, pay per view. Maybe the the New Year's show you mentioned. Well,
0: apparently Frank Mir said he wants to fight him. To say Brock no. and Frank mirror 3. No, I not Hey, they're 1-1, no. one, one,
1: and you know Dan has got a hard-on for trilogies. I guess he does, but I wouldn't put... No, no, Frank... No, man, Frank Muir. fuck that. Oh, I, come I, on, you're the guy who loves beatdowns. I love beatdowns like the next person, but at the same I, time... I don't like beatdowns. I don't... Don't, Frank, don't bring me in your category of bloodlust. Frank Mir is not exactly the best they have available. I would honestly, you know, I would put him against, I don't know, like... Give him a rematch with Shane Carwin. I would put him in a rematch against uh, is what's his name Heath uh, Herring. Heath Herring available. I'd put him against that. I mean, why start him slow? No name. Start start him slow. I mean, if you're bringing him back, let's bring him back. You know, in a relatively pay per view. You know that'll be basically it'll be UFC show. Won't be competing on anyone else's, and put him against somebody like you know, well let. I hate to say, it. let's put him a tomato can in there because no one wants to see You know what? No I, one wants to see this man lose. They wanna they wanna build this guy up, they want to build the hype, make sure he has a great showing. I'm pretty sure they put him against, let's say, Nog or they put him against uh, You know
0: what? I think Nog might finish him. Because you take Brock to the ground, Nog versus Brock on the ground, it's gonna be bad news. I don't think he can do that. But and I hear what you're saying, put him against tomato can't build him up. No no no. Brock makes way Way, way too much money to be put in there against a tomato can. He's got to be in there against a headliner, against another guy who can draw, and he's either winning or building a star. No tomato cans. I think that's the wrong way to go. But anyway, so uh, that's the news on Brock. He will be coming back at the year-end show. Uh, Moving on, um, apparently, for all those who are interested, uh, the Whamma Belt is online on eBay. Uh, apparently, it's out <laughs> for uh, 1600 <laughs> So so uh, I believe that uh, elusive championship that everyone has been hunting for for never is now available to the highest bidder. That's um, uh,
1: actually, you know what, I think that's a bit, I think that's like uh, $1,599 $1, and 99 cents a bit too much. Well, no, I, I don't know.
0: I think maybe you could get some use out of the metal and the belt. <laughs> maybe it's like 10 bucks worth of stuff.
1: Oh, I don't know. i, I that feel bad saying
0: it's all worthless.
1: I'm not feeling bad. I'd say it is all worthless. i, I mean all like right. dude, come on. I mean like it's not Wama, I mean it was like a one time event from what I remember. But they had a pit. Oh yeah, the the, the innovate the innovated uh the, the innovation there. It was a fucking pit that basically you know sloped
0: up at the sides. I know, you
1: know what? Let's not let's not
0: rehash what's dead. The Whamma belt for all those who want it online. For the love of God, don't, don't get the belt. If you are getting the belt, please stop listening to this podcast and check yourself into uh, a a mental health institution because you need some fucking help, man. Like, dude, seriously.
1: I would rather, honestly, I would rather buy like one of those fake belts from WWE than I know that it. Shit. That looks fake. Fedor,
0: Get your ass online and buy this belt because it's the closest you're ever going to
1: get the championship belt. You chump, washed up. Anyway. Wow. Wow. Where, how did that come out? I don't know. I he already has a copy of the wham He had the one, the only the only one. Yeah, so what they do? Take it from him? I or guess... Maybe he sold it for less than 1600 Oh, I'm pretty sure he left it at the arena. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I that's, true. Wouldn't, that, I,
0: that, that's not something I'd be uh, touting on my way out. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's not exactly, you know, it's not exactly a gold medal. So let's just, just put that away. Jesus.
0: Uh, anyway, so on a sad note, As we mentioned last week, Sean Tompkins has died. Um, Apparently the autopsy came back, and uh, it was found that he had a heart attack, which is uh, pretty scary. He, uh, again, died at 37, and there's a lot of shock around MMA. You know, the guy was obviously a a very fit guy. Um, You know, no rumors or anything else of of drugs or steroids or anything like that. He, uh, He wasn't really a fighter. He was more of a trainer, so he would never have had the need to do any of that you know, even if he, if he wanted performance enhancing drugs, you know, that wasn't something that was necessary for him. So, uh, again, our best wishes go to his family. Um, it, it's very sad. And, and again, you know, 37 heart attack for a guy who's in great shape and fit. It's pretty scary. Um, anyway, so that's, uh, uh, the news for the week. Um, as always, we're going to end off with, uh, who's channeling their inner son in this week. And, uh, the scary part is, folks, as we go through, you know, the week and we hear uh, different people spouting off the mouth. You know, you really got to think there's maybe like two, three, four hundred people that were actually interested in what they say. Not even, and we have no shortage of things that we can pull out uh, for whose channel they're in this week. Which to me, it's actually kind of sad. Says a lot, um, but nonetheless this week we uh, we've had some uh, honorable mentions uh, not the least of which is uh, nog uh, trashing uh, gay people he wouldn't roll with them Dana trashing ESPN what's new uh, Michael Bisning taking the high road against uh, mayhem Miller but uh, we've decided this week to go with uh, Christoph Shaszynski who uh, has come out and uh, basically let the world know that in his mind more than 85% of MMA fighters use uh, PEDs, performance enhancers, whether that be steroids or growth hormone or anything like that. And uh, apparently another winner in Matt Sarah has decided to add his two cents and say that's definitely true. Uh, Matt, you were always a lightweight. You just decided to go up to welterweight. You're small. That's just the way it goes your body size. Get over it. And for the love of God, you just threw one lucky punch. Shut the fuck up.
1: You probably felt like GSP was a performance enhancer the way he took that last bite. Jesus Christ. Yeah, GSP beat you
0: like a rented mule because, Sarah, you were a rented mule. You were rented on The Ultimate Fighter 4 as a comeback thing. They just needed to shake things up. You were never supposed to do anything or get anywhere. Nobody had faith in you. And in the rematch, GSP showed why and now you're retired or gone off to hide in some hole in the ground because you're scared GSP is going to come find you. As for Shashinsky,
1: man, I don't know what to say. Jack? Uh, You know, I'll, I'm going to give it to him. Like, just say, you know what, it's a pretty shitty thing to say. You can't say almost everybody in your sport is doing drugs. That kind of, like, kind of uh, fucks up, you know, any credibility. Dana White, your boss, is trying to put on this show, uh, on, this, on this game. So, you know... I'd say, you know, watch what you're saying. That's a stupid thing to say. I mean, even though I'm not saying that, that, that you know, your, your claims are not 100% true. They're not, not 100% false. You know what? For the love of
0: God, I can't believe you said that. But, okay, Jack, I could not disagree with you more. There is no truth to what Christoph saying. okay? Bottom line is, you take a look at guys and all agree. You know, a guy like Thiago Alves, I'm sorry Thiago, you're an exciting fighter, you really know how to, you know, get taken down. Um, Honestly man, the late in life growth spurt, that doesn't do it for me. But there aren't that many guys, you know. Everybody loves to say that GSP is on, uh, you know, performance enhancers. Bottom line is, he doesn't have the bulk. People use performance enhancers for, you know, Kristoff, Matt Sarah, all of you guys. Take a look at what the side effects of these drugs are. When you take steroids, the reason you become like the Michelin man is because water builds up in your muscles, and that makes your muscles look big. Therefore, anybody with lean muscles is not on steroids. Let me try that again. Is not on steroids. Chemically, it just doesn't work. In terms of you know, using the, uh, the growth hormone, That makes your feet grow. It makes your head grow. You know, well, (laughs) I mean, shit. Barry Bonds started at like a size 9 shoe and ended his career at a size 13. So you know what? That shit has an effect and we see it. So I'd really love you to tell us where you got that number of 85%. And I want you to go into the next fight. I want you to go into that dressing room where there's going to be 20 guys are fighting that night. And I want you to walk up to 17 of them and say you're a fucking asshole for using PEDs. But no, 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 no. You don't have the balls to do that. In fact, as part of your quote, you said that 95 to 96%. That means on your next card, you believe everybody but you is using performance enhancers. Guess what, asshole? Tell it to their face. Let them beat the fuck out of you. And then I'm going to turn to you and say, look, you think everybody else is using them? It's because you are. The people who scream the loudest and accuse the others... They are the ones who are doing it, so I'm really sorry. I never thought you were, but now I think you might be and Matt Sarah, I just think you're sour grapes
1: uh, well, like I said uh his his statement is not completely uh without merit, but yeah his his numbers are a little bit skewed i I think it's more like too many guys have beaten me up, and the only reason why is probably. Yeah, it could just be that you suck. Yeah, it, it could be that's just that, or it just could be, you know what, maybe you just not, you can't do it. I don't know. Uh, Christoph, uh, hopefully no one in the UFC roster will have ill feelings towards you, but I, I think unfortunately you have pretty much uh, alienated yourself with everybody, and especially in this day and age where UFC owns everything, I don't think you ought to be pissing off a locker room full of guys. Uh
0: And on that note, uh, we're going to end the podcast this week. Thanks to everyone for listening. Much appreciated. And, uh, as always, please feel free to send our, in your emails and follow us on Twitter.
1: Yes. Uh, you can follow us on our Twitter. It's Jack Daniel MMA. And on our, uh, you can also email us any questions or comments about this show at our Gmail account. It's also, uh, Jack Daniel MMA. Uh, So, everybody, thank you very much for listening. Have yourselves a good week, and tune in next week. We will
0: review uh, any news items that happen. We'll review the UFC 134 show, let you know who won the foe and uh, who uh, had to watch the other person eat.
1: Yes. Have yourselves a good night. Good night.